This YouTuber KSI just lost $2.8 million investing into Luna when the market tanked. What does this mean for you guys? Find out today on the newest episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. As always, I have my amazing co-host here, Wally Wynn and Fung Wynn. What's up, you amazing, glorious brothers? Yo, what up, Knowledge Boner people? I'm excited for today's topic. Really, really, this is this is a good one. This is near to my heart. Yeah, yeah what's, it, up, what's up? Definitely could be a good one, um, and it needs to be talked about, right? Because I, I know you guys are very heavy with, uh, you know, kind of side projects and people you guys work with when it comes to, to crypto. But, um, you know, by no means do any of us here on this show label ourselves as, quote unquote, like crypto gurus or influencers or anything like that. Just want to let everyone <laughs> and let the, the audience know that. But let's let me let me screw up, share my screen real quick to give everyone some context and, and let's pull this up. Disclaimer, this is not financial advice. A hundred percent not financial advice. Okay. So I'm, um, you know, I'm sharing my screen. I don't know if everyone can see it. Right. So, it, so this is what's interesting, right? Right now in the marketplace, it, you have all these people who are making money, especially YouTubers like KSI. And, you know, they're flaunting about their, their trades. Everyone's becoming quote unquote pick, you know, crypto experts. Right. You know, you people like Logan Paul, um, who, you know, him and KSI were, were in a boxing match and stuff together. You know, he talks about his crypto investments and stuff. So you have a lot of people right now in the media and the audience seeing these people go go into their investments and, and, and investing in a crypto and they see other people doing they're labeling themselves as experts. And then, you know, something like this happens. Right. So, uh, you know, Tuesday, Luna was still trading between 25 and 30. KSI revealed that he bought in on the dip and intended to hold it. And then. <laughs> You know, boom, you know, 48 hours later, uh, it, it was literally tumbled down to about a thousand dollars. So that, that's a hard, that's a tough one to swallow, <laughs> right? Especially if anyone else kind of got into the market. But what's interesting is since this happened, it, you know, looking at the news feed, tons of other entrepreneurs and business owners and, and people are talking about the silence of all the gurus and the coaches, Right. Every single time the market drops and tanks, it's so funny because it's just it's just quiet. Right. Everyone's like, oh, when everything when everyone's winning big, they're an expert. And then when everything tanks down, um, all of a sudden it's just it's it's cricket. So I want I want to cover today and, and, and talk about like kind of how how to view crypto, what how to look at it in terms of an investment versus the projects and, and stuff like that. What, what does this mean seeing stuff like this happening and, um, and, and give the audience as much value and knowledge boner bombs as possible, uh, especially since you guys are way more versed into this world as, as I am, right? But I, I think the first thing to kind of uh, uh, gauge for this is, is the different hats that people look at crypto, right? So uh, Fung, for example, I know when you got into the world, for you, it's not so much about getting in at the dip and 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 buying and doing a big push like KSI, right? You actually care about a lot of the projects behind uh, specific coins, right? Not just fake coins that have came up overnight. So uh, let's dive into that hat first and and tell us about you know how you view the crypto market and what's going on right now. Yeah, this is actually a that's a great point. Um, you know just weren't just understanding how to invest in general, especially in the crypto market. So to kind of give people context a little bit, I started investing into crypto uh, in 2016. So in the big 
big wave hit up right before, uh, right in 2017, right, where it really hit that first, like, 20 to 30k marker and then I uh, ended up getting out and then like that actually helped funded my whole entrepreneur career as far as like uh, in the early stages of my of my business and stuff like that so <clears throat> to, to to your point essentially one of the things that I look at specifically I, I'm just I, I'm a former IT guy right so I look I've worked in some of these industries and corporations and things like that so what I look at is how are these, how is the technology being used, not necessarily in a real life scenario, but in a practical way, right? And so it's like, is it being, is the technology being used in such a way where people are benefiting and people are getting results, right? And so that's one of the things that I look at. And then I look at history as far as like, who is running the company, right? Who is the one who who built it up? Uh, it's one of those big, like pivotal points. Um, people just like, dumping in money into the marketplace buying every dip and then then all of a sudden when the dip happens and they bought in and the dip happens again the immediate place that they look to is like oh crap i need to go learn how to read some charts i need to go learn how to like day trade because this is the only way that i'll, I'll make some 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 guap in this market right if i learn how the charts operate and things like that when that's that's true you can day trade and actually do those things but that's not where i live right i look at straight investing opportunities, so to speak, right? And when I'm, when I invest into something, I like to take the time to actually like, look at all the pieces that's going to work. So one of the ones that I look at right now is Polygon, right? Polygon and um, a Polygon essentially has like a, a different layer two solution than what Ethereum is. And all that really means is that it's becoming a more and more secure, right? So one of the things you wanna look at in these things is like how secure and how knowledgeable are people in actually building the tech that's involved with it, right? And so here's kind of like, an, uh, once again, not financial advice or insider trading or anything like that, right? But you know, I still have connections with people who who work in the IT space, who are engineers and developers and things like that, right? And they, as a company, right, this is not, this is not them of their own free will, right? Someone in the corporation goes, hey, we need to start looking at technology like Polygon and Solana, right? Because of the security features that they have and what's possible with it. People are getting results. There hasn't been like any, um, crazy dips in their in their technology right as far as like how they communicate across the board whether it's twitter instagram social media platforms blog posts they're consistent with their message and history on how things are being built right so that to me lets me know that there are people who are savvy enough that believe in this project and who are knowledgeable just in coding and in practical use case to make this thing work whereas like you know you got like Dogecoin came out of nowhere, right? And everyone is like, dump money into these shit coins, you know, uh, dogs, you know, dogs are man's best friends and stuff like that. So they use a lot of these buzzwords and hype words in order to entice you in when uh, for me specifically, I'm just such a um, analytical person. I like to use and look at technology because I'm, I'm in that space. So I look at like, what are applications being built, right? How does it make people's job a little easier, right? That, that's the things that I look at. Okay. How does that, but now that everything's kind of like gone to shit, right? How, how's that, how's that affecting those projects? Or is this, is this a prime opportunity for people who are following the projects and want to go and get in now? Obviously everything's like super cheap. Um, you know, does that hurt? Does this, does this in the market hurt the projects or is it, 
as, as well? And is it a good time to take advantage of projects you believe in, in your opinion? In my opinion, yeah, I think it is good because you, you look at the communication part, right? And going like, um, I kind of think of things of like testing wise, right? So even in marketing, we test a lot of things. And like in the IT space, um, when I was there, our whole thing on testing and stress testing was we put it to the max amount of stress it can take, right? Like what is the full capacity you could do? And this is just from an IT's perspective when I'm running on servers, right? Um, working on servers and like how databases go, right? We're pushing in so much information in there because we want to stress test it and see what it can take. And then we dial it back, right? So you're seeing a lot of, what I look at is like how, if the stress test that they're doing, stuff like that, what kind of breaches have happened, right? And then are those breaches like very minuscule or how big are they, right? Because then let you know what kind of security leaks are in there. So yes, definitely take advantage of the time and then like look at the common message that's happening and everyone's saying and going, okay, cool. They're obviously gonna come back because they're actively working. But then you have people who are like, oh no, like let's drop out. Luna being a big one, right? No one, no one understood that the more and more you invested into it, it was printing more money and then completely liquidates everything, right? You're just like, oh shit. I wish I had knew that beforehand before getting into it. Right. Okay. And then, so, so I, so your hat, obviously caring about the technology, caring about the projects, that's how you view it. And then Wally, what hat do you kind of go into right now? Cause I, I know you have a, a, a lot of things that you're getting into and investing in time in the crypto world. Um, how do you view it? What lens are you kind of looking into crypto right now? <clears throat> so I, I think, I think the first one is, is I, I'm, I'm very much in agreement with, with Fung in, in terms of the investing for the most part, I would say there is like maybe some differentiating factors, I guess. So we'll go into that just like right now, as we go through um, the first one is I do, I, I always just the normal rule of investing is you always, you know, take advice of people who have more experience than you, right. Meaning like, like real experience, not like, not like, oh, I just learned crypto, like, like few months ago and I'm, I'm a, I'm a guru now. Right. Or like even a year ago. Right. But if, if I meet somebody and, you know, I'm, I'm learning from someone who, who's like current examples, like I have some friends here now, they've been in crypto for eight years. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like that level of experience in terms of like, like having that on your side, whenever you're, you're, you're making decisions that is really important. The other thing too, is, is <clears throat> they are also looking at uh, the, these projects as well, right? At the same time, you know, and, and these guys with their experience of eight years, they look at different things as well. So like, for example, like what Fung said was like having a big, having a good team behind the project. That's super important, right? Like knowing, knowing the visionary, knowing how, like what, what their scope is and what, what they actually want, want to happen. And like the, the goal and, and where it fits in the tech space, I think is also important. Um, you know, like, for example, like, you know, Fung was talking about utility, right? Well, utility is also is very important. That's the most important factor when it comes to these projects, right? And uh, an applicable utility, right? Meaning that that the utility is something that it has real world value, not like value in in one hundred percent the metaverse. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, or like whatever. Like, there's a lot of Web three application like going towards the metaverse. That's like the Facebook stuff and all that. And I'm not talking about that like metaverse application. I'm talking about like real world application type stuff. Um, so like uh, what one example is like, let's say um, like, and I'm, I'm not, this is not financial advice, right? But I'm gonna talk about one crypto that I know I know enough about to explain to you to kind of how, how people not necessarily make money, but like, but like the real world value of it, right? So there's a lot of um, DeFi games, right? Or people doing like these play to earn type crypto games. 
And so in, in a video game, you know, Dylan, you, you know this, right? Like, you know, like World of Warcraft or any video game, even Apex, whatever, when you take damage, right, what happens in the game? You know, the meters on the screen, like they have to go down, right? They have to show you, oh, I have this much HP left or like this much shield left or, or whatever, right? Um, and there are cryptocurrencies, right, that, that basically help propagate that data between databases in the Web3 space. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, so it's like you, what you can do is you can, you can, you know, buy, and, and this is what's called a node, right? And all a node is, is it's like a telephone pole, but basically it propagates data between, between, you know, databases or video games or protocols, however you want to call it. Right. Um, and so like, I think those are really interesting, for example. So like, so like nodes to me uh, are, are, you know, that that's something that I'm really interested in the web three space because I see that as a real world application, right? That is that is transferring data from a game to from a database to a game. Like, like even if it's a different game, doesn't matter what game it is. You know what I mean? That that process always has to exist. Does that make sense? For sure. But my question to you is: Do you do you truly care about the the game itself, or do you care about it growing and making money and being? I don't care about the game itself. I okay. I care about utilization and usage. That's 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 really it. Gotcha. So, so are, are you looking from it more in that, in that hat though, compared to, or is it both right? The utilization and Hey, if I'm going to do this, I want to, I want to profit. It's both. It's both for sure. And I think that, I think that you have to think about long-term and short-term in terms of that. Right. So like for me, I don't have time to be staring at charts and like looking at things all the time. Like, like I don't want to day trade, you know? Same. Um, so, so because I don't want to be a day trader and I don't want to live like how crypto traders live where they're like, oh, I made like 15 grand last night, but then I lost, you know, 10 grand, you know, right afterwards. It's like, you know, I don't want to play that, that, that game. Um, so the game I play is I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, either, either buy and hold, right? Buy and hold crypto that I believe in. I think the project's going to grow or I think that they have a great track record or I'm going to invest into a way that I can then like create passive income from the projects, if that makes sense. True. See on the positive, so this is what's so interesting for, for those here in the audience is because there's so many different opinions when it comes to investing, right? And like, you know, so everyone's talking about, you know, whether day trading or, or different strategies and then passive. And then some people are like, well, it's not truly passive because you can't really use it. Yes. You're getting more passive into the crypto market, but who knows what's going to happen. And, um, you know, and then now people like Grant Cardone are saying like, Hey, it's come, we're, we're finally in a recession. But if you look at, at, at everybody who's been saying everything right so far, there's only been one person that I know that I could think of who's had 25% of his entire allocation sitting in cash calling it, waiting for the recession, quote unquote, what's happening right now to happen. And that's, that's uncle Warren, right? Warren Buffett, right? Every, everyone's like, cash is trash. That's what you hear from stuff. He sits in cash, everything's tanking. And then bam, right? Market goes down. What's Warren doing? He's, he's probably making very big plays right now because he had a lot of cash on hand, right? Playing, just playing the long game from a, a grand scheme while everyone else are, are quote unquote, the experts, right? So I want your guys' opinion on this because, you know, again, the, the entire premise of the show is to give both sides of the spectrum, be as polarizing as possible so that everyone can get value, whether you agree or disagree. So let me show my screen. Let's pull this up because this is um, his opinion, right, uh, on it. When it comes to Warren Buffett, right? And Warren flat out has said that he wouldn't buy all of the Bitcoin in the world right now, even if it was $25. He doesn't give a shit, right? He says it doesn't produce anything. 
right? Which is interesting because that's what everyone talks about, right? Is like crypto is, oh, it does produce stuff now, right? So what, what is your, what, what is y'all's opinion on this right here for those that look at Bitcoin and, and crypto and all this stuff is like, well, hey, it's, it's, not, it's not a real investment. I don't know anything about it. It doesn't produce anything, you know, and then you have him himself being a billionaire. But on the flip side, right? There are billionaires like like uh, Mr. Wonderful, who is a big advocate of Bitcoin. Okay, mm-hmm. and so so to give context of this in terms of like the Bitcoin, so everyone understands, um, it, it could be confusing for people that are watching this, right? You know, Robert Kiyosaki says he puts everything in gold, right? But then Warren Buffett's like, I wouldn't buy all the gold in the world because if I bought every single thing of gold in the world and it made this huge block, he's like, cool, it could it could go up, it could go down, but it just sits there. He's like, I'd just be staring at gold. Whereas if I took all that money instead of putting it in there and bought like things like land and businesses and stuff like that. Now I have a crazy amount of cash flow. He's like, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take that all day for a return compared to just buying all the gold. And, and, and I think what Warren believes is, is that Bitcoin's kind of in the same spectrum of gold, which Kiyosaki believes the same thing. So what is y'all's opinion on this? Right. When, when, when people say it doesn't produce anything, you agree, do you disagree? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. And so I, I, I actually, I, I'm in line with Warren Buffett a lot uh, in, in this aspect. I think that um, it does need to produce something. I, I mean, not to say that you shouldn't invest in Bitcoin or anything like that. I think that there's definitely like, there's, the, there's an avenue where that could be arguable. However, most people at the level that Bitcoin's at right now, even if you invest all of your life savings, probably not going to get even one Bitcoin, right? So the amount of gains from that is, is not really 100%. And you got to wait. Right. And in the process of like getting getting money, putting it in Bitcoin and then taking it back out to money like that, you lose a lot of money in that process as well. Does that make sense? Like from transaction fees and, and, and different stuff like that. Um, does, am I, are, you, are you tracking so far? Yeah. OK, so then the next thing is, is just that like it's 100 percent right. Right. So if you're going to invest your money into, you know, something. Um, it should produce something, right? It should produce some kind of baby or like, you know, I, I think of it like, I forgot who said it to me, but it's like producing babies, right? And you don't want to eat your babies, um, you know, like the babies of the babies you make. Uh, so so like for me, whenever I'm thinking about cryptocurrency and I, I, I have Bitcoin, I'm not saying I don't, um, but my particular investments are into assets in crypto, right? You notice I said earlier, like, you know, this is a, the, the thing that I'm investing in produces rewards, right? And meaning that it produces cryptocurrency. So like, even though the asset itself, right? Like right now it's valued at a certain amount, but let's say the bull market comes back up, it still produces the same level of rewards. So it's still an asset. And so now that my, my the increase will be a lot different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me, I, I, in this particular time, like you call it recession, whatever, I went and basically gone and acquired assets in, in crypto, not necessarily more coins. Gotcha. Yeah. Assets within the, the crypto. Yeah. So I, I, to piggyback on Wally, I kind of go, I would just go ahead and chime in on this one, really. And I kind of agree with Wally and Warren on this one. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of on the line here. Uh, reason being um, why I agree with Warren, for one, is that even if you were to buy a lot of Bitcoin currently, what most people don't understand is that like over like over a third of the supply that's out there in Bitcoin is completely lost, right? Like people have wallets that are completely unrecoverable. They, they have 
that we have we in, in our community we have people who were in the early stages of bitcoin and slapping qr codes all around like college campuses and things like that to to give people bitcoin and actually use it right and some of those things are unrecoverable so i, I would yes um or no I, I wouldn't invest everything into bitcoin and yes i would invest into bitcoin because then it just becomes like a novelty thing and a collections right and so a lot of people don't think about collections and novelty items um, I bet everyone didn't know in this that you could probably like take a insurance and um, insure like Pokemon cards and stuff like that, and then leverage against your Pokemon cards as an asset because of how much of a collectible it is, right? Now that's like going next stages of like what potential crypto could be, right? Of like being able to use it as like loans and leverage right it's like as a, a complete asset that's where i think bitcoin will end up going anyway as like this universal thing for like banking systems to like have a guideline on of ip right like intellectual property and then being able to use that intellectual property to leverage for like capital and go into assets and those types of things right mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of on the line of both right but i i agree with with both sides, essentially, like it can be, there can be a use case for long term if it's done properly. But the same hand, like good part of that circulation is non-existent, and so like you can't just put all your eggs in one basket, right? So I agree with Wally, and then like also making sure that you go into assets that produce the passive revenue streams that you're really looking for, because otherwise you're just essentially it's like for us and advertisers, right? If you don't know what you're doing with an ad, you're essentially paying Google and Facebook money. Yeah. Well, I mean, essentially to it being unrecoverable with Bitcoin, I mean, I think that would make it kind of worth more, right? Because it's going to be finite. There's only going to be so much Bitcoin that's out there. And if a third of it's already, no one can even tap into it, then that means the two thirds that's left is going to be that much more valuable to hold, right? 100%. And they have to build more use cases with it, right? They have to build more like intellectual property around the, the circulation supply. And that's what's going to give it its value. But you know, I just want to hop in here for, for a second. Yeah. So that there's actually a really big controversy, not really controversy, but a big topic in crypto right now where people are like Ethereum or Bitcoin. Like, yeah. is it, are we going to go, are we going to, because of this exact thing that we're talking about right now, right? With these use cases, it's like, technically speaking, if you look at the track record of, of the two biggest, like I'll call them blue chip cryptocurrencies right now, you got Bitcoin, but then you got Ethereum. Ethereum has got all the apps, right? Like everything that, you know, that's NFTs, everything that that's like everybody likes about crypto that it's, that's attractive is actually on the Ethereum chain, not on Bitcoin, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think those two who are, are going into things like crypto from what you guys were talking about, maybe like a, a day trade fashion, right? I mean, that that's cool. But I know if you were to take the entire line from people doing the whole trades and stuff. And then all it takes is just one moment where, right, the dip, even how much they're off, like gone, just like in an instant, right? It just takes one moment. Now that doesn't mean if they sell that they're they're screwed. They can obviously buy more and hold like long-term and play that game, but it still takes that one moment for everything to go down or irrelevant. Cause I think even KSI said he's had uh, over time, 7 million in the market and now it's gone. Like long-term, right? Yep. So yeah, everyone's riding, riding the waves and stuff and, and looking at it from a day trade perspective and not so much as like an investment hat, but I'm thinking more like Robert Kiyosaki, let's, let's get assets, let's, let's grow assets, right? But then now begs the question for those that are putting everything into the crypto market, because I know you guys said, don't put all your eggs in one basket, 
being Bitcoin, right? But you are talking about one basket within the crypto community, right? So, so how, what about for people who want to not just be in crypto as like a whole, but still, you know, you got stocks, you have other investment strategies, like where, where can people even see crypto be a thing, right? Cause you have a lot of people who are like, I'm 95% in the market. Right. And then you have Mr. Wonderful. Who's like, you're a fucking idiot. That's stupid. Why the hell are you 95% in the market? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll kind of chime in on that one. Uh, and it's just, just a, a, a quick point here. Right. One of the biggest things that for our benefit was that we ended up talking to people in, in communities, mm-hmm. right. Found like go find communities of people and then not just online communities. Right. Cause the whole online space, as far as like crypto, like there's a lot of scammers out there. There's a lot of people who are just like trying to sell you on shit coins in, in general and then get you to invest and do this quick rug pull, right? It's what everybody's scared of. So it, for that particular thing of looking at, it's, it's about your network, right? Like go and find someone in person that's like doing well. Like what Wally said earlier too, right? People who have been in the space for a lot longer experience will tell you a lot. And then, you know, kind of have those unique conversations with people and then like try to find a community. For sure. And then I think the other side is like, it's like they also are people that can educate you on like how, how to keep your emotions in check, if that makes sense, right? Because it's like, it's like, you know, just like with trading or any, any investing, you know, it's, it's money, you know? And so it's like, it's like, you can always be emotional and it's like, you can, ex- but in the crypto market, like you can experience a loss, but then also experience a big gain if you just waited a little longer before you pulled your money out. So it's just a little bit, you know, it's about also that education piece, which is not taught anywhere, you know? Yeah. To, to piggyback on Wally right there about day traders and trader in general, right? What um, what day trading consists of is a lot of like mass market um, psychology, right? You know, you see the, you see the scales going up, like, oh, 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 and that's coming down. And then you're like, oh, shit, I fucked up, right? So the, with day trading, there's a lot of like dopamine hits in the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus like actual logic and education. Yeah, this is more along where you were talking about the reg- the rug pulls, right? Pump and dumps. A lot of the schemes. Yeah. That's what happens yeah. a lot in an online communities. A bunch of like pump and dump coins, right? The, you got people who I'm sure I'm sure anyone who's watching the show right now, if you remotely like a page uh, that's anything in crypto, all of a sudden you got hammered with DMs of like joining this, joining that, joining this, right? And that's an, that's a, a key part of like what these like uh, manipulation tactics are, right? They just want they just want to get your money really fast. So even I mean, are people even doing this with stuff that's associated with like projects? You know, even if it's like you know, let's say it's a tech that you agree with, and you're like, okay, they're they're saying there's a quote unquote utility. Because a lot of people are just creating just coins just for the sake of doing it because they they make money, right? But I mean, is this even happening with people who are like doing projects? Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because what they're doing is that they're spoofing these things, right? They're, mm-hmm. they, they say, this is a part of the project. You know, it's got a deviation of this. And they've built this random community up and it's all like bots. Gotcha. So, yeah. So it's a lot of like, you, you got to like, your bullshit detector has to be like way up here. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Because it, it, it seems like it's getting easier and easier for people to go and create these. Yeah. And I think that that speaking into like the just the cryptocurrency in general has like emerged every scam that's known to existence, you know, has, has basically been reemerged in the crypto space. So, yeah. so definitely one of those as well. I think part of that is just like, you know, it's just people preying on other people's, uh, you know, uh, the greed muscle, right? 
everybody has, has a little bit and it's like, it's very easy to tickle that muscle. So it's like, if this person has money and you, you tickle the greed muscle the right way, they can definitely scam people. I, I totally understand. Yeah. No. Well, it doesn't mean crypto as a whole is a scam, right? I think that's within the industry, whether it's stocks, investments. You know, and we know business always, people like that, right? Yeah, you're going to have oh, 100%. <laughs> you're, you're, you're always going to have those, uh, those bad seeds in any industry who are going to go and do wrong and then, of course, hurt, hurt the industry as a whole. But now, as we look at everything kind of going down and, and, and tanking, and I don't even know, I don't even know if they're saying that it's tanked completely yet, right? You know, it's, who knows, maybe it's not done. But for the, you know, I mean, what, what, what do you guys think that people should be doing? Just watching, waiting, just treating it as, as any other, any other market tank, and then just kind of like holding for long term? Yeah, kind of. Just, well, I would say educate yourself, right? Don't be afraid to freaking read someone's white pages and then get into their community and ask. Yeah, but that's help. hard though. But see, that, that thus thus is the challenge, right? Because that's what everybody says: is educate yourself. But you guys know this. With everyone, even influencers and gurus out there that are bouncing just to ride the wave of crypto, are doing SEO. They're writing articles. They're labeling themselves all of a sudden as expert. They're just pivoting on day one. Because and and using screenshots just because they're at the right place at the right time making money and then now they're coaching people and then all these people who are coached by these individuals now got screwed because they educated themselves, right? Thus, thus is thus thus lies the 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 problem, right? People who were watching people like KSI mm -hmm. bragging about two point eight million dollars and now people are going and getting screwed and people are getting pissed and they're getting sick of it. You know, people are getting pissed at their own friends who are like, oh man, you told me to invest at this time and then look what happened, right? Well, yeah, mm -hmm. it was that that that's on them it's a bad judgment call so how can one educate themselves without falling victim into the society of the internet world that's a double-edged sword i would say i would say just just to, i mean not as a like a 100 foolproof answer because i don't think there is one to to, to get it uh, i think the easiest one is to and just to train your mind to be an investor period not necessarily about crypto not necessarily trying to be specific in in that space, but just being able to, hey, like I can see what comes in and out of this, like revenue, money, I, you know, and like and just being educated in terms of investing into stuff. I think that that's going to be like the only leverage point that you can get crypto, not crypto, whatever. Right. Um, because it is traditional investing thoughts that allow me to, to kind of do what I do right now. And I'm not to say that I made a lot of money in crypto. I think I'm still getting there, but I've done okay. I've made a little bit, right? Um, and, and it's one of those things where, where if, you, if you think like an investor, I think, I think that's more important. And so the training of how to be an investor, obviously we know that that's like a deep, deep rabbit hole that anybody can go across. But I think that the most, in terms of crypto specifically, what game or what thing has helped me the most so far is actually that game cash flow, right? Um, just game. playing that game on repeat and, and understanding how to see opportunity and, and know, okay, cool. Like the numbers make sense. And I know they make sense. It's like taking action and not like sucking, like second guessing yourself is, is, is super key if you want to be able to do that. And then and that's part of that is just training the investment muscle, right? Yeah. yeah. And then not getting sucked into the hype, right? Like people can, people are really good, you know, like in the crypto space, there are a lot of like professional hype men, you know, like they're, they're, they get you on board, they sell you the mission, they get you energetically involved. And then next thing you know, you, things go south and then all of a sudden you're heartbroken, right? Then you're emotional in a lot of these decisions. And then you're like, oh, I, need, I need to get my money back. I need to do this. And then you're going to, you're constantly now like 
like almost like not having your feet under you, right? While you're running, right? You're always tripping instead of like actually walking. Yeah. And, and I think too, just using logic and the sense of what you invest in for education as well, right? Because if people are talking about leveraging crypto as this crazy passive monthly tool, right? And then, but then they're selling you on something to where you're putting actual USD into it. And they're, you know, who knows, they're probably taking the money living off of it, or they're reinvesting it back into crypto. But I mean, I view it as if a lot of people are quote unquote experts at doing this, why are they taking time away from that amazing revenue producing activity to go and sell education for it? If it, it just, it just logically makes no sense. Right. Cause when you think a lot of course creators and stuff out there too, who are or people that are in high level business who are actually really good at business, they don't have courses and stuff because it's like, why, what do they need it for? Their, their business is going and flourishing. Right. So they, they view it as a distraction. So I think, I think using a judgment call in that aspect is going to be very helpful for people. And that's with anything that's not just with investment, but I love how Wally framed it as uh, an investor. So, cause you know, I, I talk a lot about identity a lot. And if you're looking into it from an investor identity, uh, it's a different hat compared to, let's say like a day trader, right? Taking your time, watching the market, not, you know, of course they have softwares and stuff for that and, and people do it. But um, I mean, cause you, cause you guys even went through a period where y'all were really big into like reading charts. You guys understand like how it works. You guys understand shorts, longs, the whole shebang. I mean, are, do you guys still do that stuff on the side too, along with like your other investments? Do you, do you guys have like a balance for both of those or are y'all just I mean, kind of done with that side? Yeah, I still do. I mean, I, I, I still consult and write for, for a trading business right now. Uh, mm -hmm. So, and they, they trade Forex and they do crypto trading and chart markups and everything on there. So yeah, I'm definitely still familiar with a lot of that stuff. I personally just like, because of the, what's required for you to execute the trades, I, I know myself and I'm not able to hit the timing, right. And timing is everything in that. Mm -hmm. And so the ability, if, do I want to stay up and make myself miserable to, to hit the timing, right. And learn it. Maybe. Right. But, but I, I'm a marketer and a copywriter by trade. So like, that's not how I make money. So it's like, it's like that, that's, that's the thing for me. Right. So I think that using the fundamentals that I learned from that experience, meaning like, okay, cool. I know how to see on a chart when something's going to go down. I know how to read a chart. Like, you know, what, what's the, what's the supply look like? What's the demand look like? And why is it going to go with this direction? I think that's super useful for me to make long-term decisions, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it also too, from, from a marketer and copy standpoint, right. It could be argued that even the time that you spend in reading charts, trying to control your emotions and hopefully, you know, buy low, sell high, buy low, sell high and make all this capital, that same time and energy with your skill set had it been put into, you know, maybe a product or an offer that you came across could literally be generating you passive income. So it's kind of finding that balancing act of terms of like, what your skills at towards of, of, of putting it towards something. Right. Uh, I think it was, um, I watched the training. I think it was Dan Henry that had talked about this, that I never really thought about. And he talked about why he stopped going to events and doing like public speaking and stuff and, and doing all this stuff. And everyone's like, well, well, why would you do that? And he's like, because he knows the numbers of, of literally focusing on his ads and then focusing on his webinars that he's like, why would I want to go and fly and then spend, you know, a, a three-day event going and talking and maybe some oh, same some sales when I can literally take that same time and energy towards just doing another ad set and I'm going to make it exponentially more money. Right. 
So I, I, I think, I think in that standpoint, one, one of Wally's points is really understanding what kind of skills that you have. Cause you know, for these two, it's, it's marketing, right? Marketing and copy, uh, skills pay the bills, right? For me, it's sales, building sales teams, right? So like my time and energy and attention going into, to, to those type of aspects, I know is what's going to generate me, uh, the, the, the most income, right? So, um, and then you- I want just to piggyback off that for just a second, for everybody listening, obviously like the, the corner of investing is income, right? So like you have to make money to be able to invest money. You know what I mean? So, you know, you shouldn't be trying to rely off like, oh, I'm going to invest a thousand dollars and that's going to grow, you know, a hundred percent in a month. So I'm going to be able to invest the, you know, like that's not going to happen, right? You want to, you want to develop an income stream so that you have a solid stream to invest and divvy out to these different things that you want to do. Okay. And, so here's, here's and, a tough one. Here's a tough one. Okay. So if people are watching this right now and they think, okay, cool skills, pay the bills, get something that's passive, like understanding everyone's talking about crypto. Here's, here's, here's the caveat is people are, I think people are selling the dream on crypto and investing and day trading and all that stuff being the skill, the main skill that's going to drive them there. And I think that's kind of where the caveat is. Do you guys see it that way? Or do you think it should just be a, a, a side thing that you're using as an investor, not so much as like your main skill, right? And by main skill, I mean, copy, marketing, you know, funnels, e-com, whatever it is in business, right? Do you guys see it as the same level of skill as business and entrepreneurship? Or do you think that it does not fall into that spectrum? Do not view it as such and still focus on the main skill, like what you guys have. Um, and, and then, and that's just a, a side thing for, in terms of investment, do you guys have it in that same category or no? Um, I, I actually, I think it is a skill, right. Um, day trading and, and investing and things like that. Right. Because some just on my own previous work experience and things like that. Right. Like I've, I've tried out different jobs in general and stuff like that. Like I like, I actually like day trading, you know, I actually like looking at the charts and things like that, but I understand that that skill, like you have to be like, you have to be dedicated to that, to that type of life. Right. So I think when it comes to like developing skills, it's like, what, what kind of lifestyle are you really trying to achieve? Right. And so for me, I look at crypto and um, day trading things as like tools, not necessarily a skill. Like I learned, I learned how to look at it and they're now my tools to like help me do what I do currently, because where I really thrive is the marketing and copywriting space. Right. And so they are, I, I classify them as other skill sets. Now, if you're interested in that, then great, right? Like learn those skills. I have, I have a friend who's a, a, a financial analyst, right? Like all she loves to do is look at stocks and tell people how th- this stock could be this, that here's the trend on this chart, here's this is what happens. That's a skill I was like, that's cool. Uh, I'm not gonna learn that skill. <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah, I think it is a skill in my opinion. Um, right. Yeah, to speak about that, I, I agree. I think I think that it is a skill, um, but I think I think it just depends on what what you want the skill to do. Like for example, like if, like my skill in marketing copy helps me with a lot of stuff, right? That helps me become like a better, well-rounded business person overall. Now I can't say the same if I'm a really good trader, though. Just because I'm a good trader doesn't mean that I'm a good business guy or I'm good at running a business or I'm good at you know what I mean. So I think that I think it, I think that yes, it's a skill. I think it's a very niche skill. Like meaning like it is solely for the purposes of making money. Literally, that's only it. 
And then you use the money to then do other things like you want to maybe build a business or, or different things like that. Um, I think it's incredibly valuable if you want to be self-sufficient, like all the way down to a T. Like if you know how to trade, like dude, I've, I've met so many traders that like they, they clean up, they do really well, they make great money. Um, you know, they, they're happy, they have their lives. And then, you know, a lot of them are successful, have, you know, married and even got, you know, kids in some of them, some situations. And I think that's great if for a self-sustaining skill, right? Um, like you're never going to go hungry if you're a really good day trader. Uh, you'll be able to print money out of thin air. But that doesn't like, but again, right to, to that point, I don't think that makes you a big, a good business person per se. I don't think that means that you can build a million dollar or a hundred million dollar organization. I think that you can make money. And you can then invest that money into people that can do those things for you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course, pay taxes too. Tax galore off of it. <laughs> right. Well, that's why, you, that's why you hire people. So that way you can shelter your money from taxes or at least get value out of it before you pay Uncle Sam. Gotcha. So even the example of the traders you know that are like supporting like their family, that, that income that's supporting their family is from trading. Yes. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. So they're actually like just doing it actively, learning as a skill. And then, you know, just being cash flow yeah. positive. There, there are traders out there. So there's yeah. something that people, um, some of these traders have is a series sevens license, right? And so there's some traders out there that manage people's portfolios and trade in the market. You know what I mean? Like, and to have a series sevens license that allows you to trade over $25 million in the market, you know? So yeah, this is definitely a money-making skill, but will it help you in in business and things like that, uh, plausible. I mean, perfect example is like the guys that I'm working right now, like, like, uh, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm basically a revenue share partner in, in a trading business where they trade Forex. Right. And, and dude, like these guys know how to trade. Like, I'll tell you that that is the only, like, you know, they don't know how to do customer service. They don't know how to do like operations of a business. They don't understand what, what requires in the back end to get a website up and the marketing involved to like build a audience and, get memberships and, you know, oh, you have a cancellation policy. We have to build those, you know, refund and all that stuff. So it's like, it's like, these guys are like, literally, they know how to make money out of the market, but like, otherwise not so much transferable other places unless yeah. they've developed it, you know, just damn good at trading. Just is... fucking good at trading. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I guess that could be a factor too, for those that are, are wanting to get into it is, is in terms of education, um, I guess just see if you're going to get educated by someone, how actively they are actually doing it. That's going to be, that's going to be key. Are they selling it as an education or are they actively currently like doing it? Right. And even so much to, I, I, I'd say even so much to a fault of where, you know, if you guys have ever read the book, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, amazing book. And, um, and Darren Hardy talked about this in the video one time of, where he will, whether it's financial advising, whether it's investments or anything, like he will ask for physical proof before going and working with somebody, right? Saying, show me that you're good at what you do, right? If you're a financial advisor, cool. Are you just advising people as a financial advisor or are you actively, like, do you have your own portfolio of stuff you're doing, right? And he finally found one, right? Some of the guys like, oh yeah, this is what I do, like blah, blah, blah. And, and he was blown away. He's like, holy crap right? Like this guy is like legit. And he said, cool, I'm gonna give you my money, but I want you to do exactly how you're treating your own money with mine. Right? He said, I want you to treat my money just like it's your own and, and do that. Right? Now, 
I understand like for those listening in, that may be an extreme, but I I'd say if you're going to go and get trading advice or financial advice or education from somebody make them, if they can't prove to you that, that they, they can't, they can do it. Like I'll give you an example, like for me, you guys know this. I mean, I've, I've done it on some teams before, right. When it comes to um, doing sales or like training a team and stuff, you know, or actually acting when doing, I'll literally look at them and be like, well, you got a list. You, you want me to call them right now? <laughs> cool. Hand it over. Let's do it. I'll do it right now. Yeah. I, I could prove to them that I'm, I'm good at what I do. Right. So I, I think if they're going to go into the world of education, there's nothing wrong or correct me if I'm wrong. If y'all, y'all assume so. Um, I mean, I mean, maybe some people will get offended being asked that, you know, Oh yeah, you're really good at trading, prove it, but there's got to be a balance of, of skepticism to protect yourself. Right. hundred percent. And then with these trading apps too, that, I mean, that that's not necessarily open knowledge, but like, that's like a screenshot and you send them like, you know, what, what your book, what your, what your P and L, right. It's a profit and loss, P and L. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, I mean, exactly to your point, right? I mean, the traders that we have, you know, they have very good P&Ls, right? So it's like, <laughs> you have to yeah. make sure they're very credible, 100%. And I think that that's, that's a one, one shift in the marketplace. I think that just exists everywhere now, where it's like, there's been so much internet marketing in general, where people like made these claims and, and there wasn't necessarily proof to back them up. So then people started purchasing, right? But now we have the opposite effect happening where it's like, people have heard so much of this shit and so then it's like they'll they have a hard time purchasing at all. So you need that you need that stickability, the credibility to back you up, or you're gonna start starving soon. You know, especially in this time, you know, like a like a like a, a downtime in crypto and in stocks where it's like kind of going down. Like credibility and skills is where it's gonna be at going forward. Yeah, everything's in a down market, right? So it's like you gotta people are really looking at people's portfolios and results right now. It's not only just what results are you providing for other people? What results are you doing for yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, the market's a market. I mean, I, I know for those that are listening into this, you can't view it as a negative as like, okay, all these people are wrong because it tanked. If you guys know anything about the market, it's normal. Like every 10 to 20 years, right? it has to have, yeah, yeah, it has to there's always, yeah, there's, there's going to be the balance. unbiased place. It's completely yeah. unbiased, just like business. Business is unbiased. <laughs> yeah. And there's going to be during the downturns, there's going to be those who win and then those who don't, right? Look what happened to COVID. A lot, a lot of companies still flourish through COVID, right? What did everyone, what happened to the gardening industry? Everyone was fucking gardening. Everyone went to Lowe's and started buying a bunch of shit up. Same thing with the cooking industry. Home improvement, you know, yeah. all home improvement industry just skyrocketed because, oh, they're like, oh, I got time to work on my pool or whatever now, you know? I've now discovered a, a passion of cooking. I'm now understand that I am a future botanist, you know, uh, maybe uh, I'm a DIYer, you know, like, yeah, like that's what happened in the pandemic. All these things started getting like uplifted. And then what it really exposed was like, you know, terrible leadership. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people got forced into it, right? It was, it was, it was a blessing in disguise because a lot of people got forced into learning about the internet and making money from home. Like even being after told like an entire decade plus of being told like, Hey, the internet thing is real. Social media is real. You can have a skill and a talent and you can actually make money from home. No one cared. Right. They were just in the security bubble and then boom, you know, COVID happened, the market tanked. And then people were like actively looking for like, Oh shit. Hey, <laughs> you, you remember how you told me that work from home stuff was like real and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Even network marketing industry shot up from people like going and trying to sell products to make income oh. when they were been opposed to it forever. And then all of a sudden they're like, they didn't have a choice. So they had mm -hmm. to go out and get forced to learn a new skill. So, I mean, the market is the market. There's pros and cons, but it's going to force people into adapting. Yeah. I guess the biggest moral here is if you're sitting on like crazy YouTube money, don't put all, 
don't just make, don't just go for the one bet, right? Do what Wally said and like, use your investor hat. <laughs> be be yeah, smart. The investor hat, yes. Yeah, go and, go and use the investor hat. Treat it as what it is, as, as the market. And uh, be smart about your, when you educate yourself and who you look into, who you're, you know, who you're getting advice from, what you're doing with your money. And, um, and then just level up your skills as an investor as a whole, right? And then you're going to be able to go in and win big. So any final thoughts or remarks for, because uh, I know this is, this is way definitely y'all's world in crypto more than mine. Um, any, any final piece of advice that you guys would give people who are either in terror right now, maybe they you know, don't know too much about it and they, they lost some money and they're looking for hope or they're looking for, is this an opportunity or strategy? What would you say to those people right now? Um, I'll, I'll hop in real quick. I would say here's the thing about crypto and investment, right? Is that consistently show up. Don't be discouraged because you lost, right? That's how the game works, right? Just like how in anything, you're going to have some failures and bumps along the way. But if you continuously show up, put yourself out there and then find people, look for a community that, you know, that you really connect with, right? And then they're all good, wholesome people, right? And that's like, what'll help you like get you back on your feet because the worst thing you can do is lose all that money and sit at home. And then all of a sudden you're in isolation, right? You're not talking to people, you're not venting. And then you're just like dwelling on the fact that you have all this money loss, right? Um, perfect example would be the guy who did a margins trade on Robinhood last year, right? He did. Uh, he thought he 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 did a, a call on Dogecoin, I think, and then um, it went up, and he was up like seventy thousand dollars. And then he thought he took the trade out, but he didn't, and ended up the next morning he was over like two million dollars negative. And then he was he had a panic attack. And he's like, oh my God, like, how am I ever going to pay all this money back? And unfortunately, he ended up committing suicide, right? Because of like that stress. And so the worst thing you can do is just sit in isolation. And, you know, like the, the times that you're having troubles, get out there and talk to people and like, you know, educate yourself a little bit better so you don't make those mistakes again. I love it. Wally? Yeah, I would say that that definitely go play the cash flow game a few times if you haven't. Like I think it's great. I think it's great for not maybe not necessarily everything is applicable today right now, but I think it's it's good for two reasons. One, it replicates kind of what life is like. Shit happens in the game, you know, you got to buy like random boat sales, just like just like stuff interacts with you in a way yeah. that like is one anecdote is that you you may get babies, right? How many times that we got got babies in that game, right? Yeah. And you can get multiple babies and then that obviously increases your expenses. But and I, I say all this to say that like, that like, you know, playing that game really did teach me a lot of like, just great. Like you have a fixed number of, of expenses and you, you make income, but it's about recognizing opportunities and then knowing, knowing how to take action when you see the opportunity come up. I think that's really important because a lot of people, you know, you'll be, you know, you'll be too scared to, to take action, even if you know, it's a good deal. Right. I, I can't tell you how many people I've met like that, where it's like, oh, man, I should have I should have just went ahead and took the trigger. Like I knew I knew it was going to be fine, but but I was scared or whatever. And and I think that in in this particular uh, arena, if you've done your research properly, if you've done all like your due diligence and you see the deal, 
like don't be that guy that doesn't pull the trigger or a girl or a lady or they or them however who, you know all these different things in terms of identity but like just don't be the person that doesn't do it because you're psyching yourself out right trust that you've done the research trust that you that you've done your due diligence and and you're gonna win big if like one time you might suck a few times but like but like as long as you trust yourself through the process and you do the research you will you will it will help out one time yeah cash flow would definitely change your perspective on things it's funny because you know our our, our our mutual friend uh you know, just bought a boat and she had originally asked me she said hey do you want to go in on a boat with me and I, and it's funny is about two nights prior uh, me and Stoli were playing cash flow, and then I landed on a boat, and I think it was like a twelve thousand dollar purchase or something like that on the boat. And I was pissed. I was like, "Damn, why am I? Why am I spending all this money on the boat right now? This is bull crap. I'm trying to get out of the damn rat race." And then, uh, so two days later, I get asked, "Do you want to? Do you want to go on a boat?" And I'm, and it, it literally popped in my head. I was like, "No. Why would I purposely land on a boat when I have a choice <laughs> instead of doing it and then going into going to cash flow and assets and stuff after just playing the game?" So uh, definitely recommend. Uh, it, it, I, I don't remember the exact what. Website. I think it's like classic cash cash flow, but for those who are listening, you can literally just go in, type in um, uh, rich dad, poor dad, um, cash flow, and the, the website coming up. So it's a free game. Absolutely fun. And if you opt in, then you'll get to be in Robert Kiyosaki's uh, um, world and email address, right? I get nothing for promoting Robert Kiyosaki, just so you guys know, but uh, I love promoting him because uh, his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, changed my perspective on uh, on business, right? It's kind of my, I, I call it the escape from the matrix. So uh, really, really good book and uh, a lot of value there. So awesome. So uh, I hope this was valuable for everyone that was tuning in, um, especially if you are uh, in, in whichever side of crypto that you're on, whether you believe or disbelieve, um, make sure that you guys are educating yourself and in investing in investments um, and educating yourself into the market. Uh, learn from KSI's mistakes. You guys do not have to go in and lose $3 million to learn from it and feel that L. Okay. And, and maybe for some of you guys, uh, the equivalent of losing 3000 will feel just as much as a gut, gut wrench as it was for KSI losing 3 million, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the same amount. The ratio could still be the same for those that are tuning in. Um, and we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. If you guys have been finding this valuable, make sure you guys go and leave us a review on, on the Apple Store, right? Uh, or, um, or Anchor or Spotify, wherever you guys are tuning in. And uh, if you guys are following us on Instagram, uh, make sure you guys share the stories. We share these episodes every single time they come out. And uh, thank you guys so much for being tuned in. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Later.